0: hello hello good morning everybody i hope you guys like the new intro with some rock music (laughs) good morning to everyone to welcome to coffee time with marie tarzan cpa good morning pedro
1: good morning marie how are you doing
0: (laughs) very good good so i know I, i know you guys kind of realize some of you who watches live you know we had to kind of we had some Technical difficulties, so we had to kind of push 15 minutes out and uh, and and we are back though We are committed to delivering great content uh, Very important information to help you guys with accounting business and tax strategies um, So with that uh, again welcome everyone for those of you returning to the show. Thanks for coming back uh, That means that you are getting a lot of value out of it. So thank you um, and for those of you who are uh, uh, watching or listening to the show for the first time, uh, give us a hands up or a, a, a thumbs up in the chat. Well, for the listeners, that won't work. But, you know, <laughs> we definitely want to know who are our new uh, new uh, viewers. Um, I always encourage you to please subscribe and uh, like the page or the channel that you are watching us from. Make sure to uh, put the bell if you're if you're on YouTube, you know, so you always know when we're going live, of course, please share, share, share so that other people can also learn from all the information that we're putting out there. Um, just a brief intro. Um, uh, I'm your host, Marie on CPA. I'm um, also a chartered global management accountant, an experienced auditor and a CFO. Um, I'm the creator of Valuation MT Methodology, which is a specific methodology I use to help business owners grow from one million to 10 million and more. Um, I'm also an author and I've I've written a couple of books, uh, The Complete Guide to Business Growth and that's available on Kindle, but I'm actually gonna start putting the the PDF version for you guys for purchase on my website and another something I'm working on. So that's gonna be upcoming soon. Um, I also have another ebook that's available to you, uh, A Business Owner's Guide to uh, Operational Accounting. And I put the link in the chat all the time in the comments as well. But uh, if you want to go get it right now, Um <laughs> And of course, my, my uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my featured guest is, is always my colleague, uh, Pedro Gonzalez, CPA. Yay. Hi, Pedro. Give us your intro, please.
1: Okay. Good morning, <laughs> everybody. And uh, Pedro Gonzalez, uh, business and tax strategist. We're here to help achieve your financial goals uh, with at least uh, three uh, strong fronts uh, that help uh, all of the, regardless of the industry and size, is, uh, you know, helping you with your cash flow. Like we said, uh, cash flow is lifeblood of any business, regardless of the size and industry. Uh, Taxation, minimization of taxation. Uh, Taxation will erode uh, your wealth if it's not, uh, you know, kept under control. And number three, uh, exit strategy. You know, all of us are going to exit. It just depends on how we're going to exit, and and you can take control of that if you start planning for your exit uh, as early as possible. We have uh, the the real estate uh, um, tax strategies uh, ebook. Uh, I think uh, the the link might be shared, but you know, it's it's uh, it will help uh, for those that even if you have been in the in the industry, I'll give you some uh, ideas of other areas that sometimes gets overlooked. Even some people that have been in the real estate, we have received situations like that. People that have been in the industry, and they're not aware the, of certain things. So yeah. that's that's uh the my my intro.
0: Hey, awesome! So yeah, um, uh, with the banner in the bottom, you know, we'll be sharing different different information, and then the the real estate ebook link will be coming up uh, shortly. Um, Just a quick uh, summary of things we've talked about in the past is, you know, we are very, you know, supportive of the self-employed and the the entrepreneurs because they, you know, a lot of times, you know, they have the biggest, uh, you know, drive, they want to start something new, but they don't Mm -hmm. have all the information they need to grow a strong business. And of course some of us we always learn from our own mistakes but you know it's also good to hear those that have gone through it or seen seen some of these stuff and then you can learn from it and we are here to give you all the information you may you would need um so self-employed uh we, we have a lot of material on that please go back and check those out we've talked about uh different tax situations uh that have happened we've talked about partnership agreements buy sell agreements valuations business plans um, we've also had a special guest a few weeks ago, actually, talking about <clears throat> specifically how mortgages are handled for self-employed. So, as I told you guys, we are really wanting to support self-employed individuals and you know new entrepreneurs and startup businesses. Uh, we've also covered a lot on the um, you know business, I mean, you know, entrepreneurs, how to set their mindset, discipline. So, please make sure to go back and check some of the prior episodes. So you can get the most benefit of all the content we are creating. So, um, last week specifically, we talked about the, the business top line sales. So, and I know most people would be like, you know, CPA is talking about sales, but yes, I mean, we do understand sales and we do understand how it affects the business and how important it is and how we actually use different key performance indicators to make sure we support the business owner in making decisions. Right. So and then today, you know, we wanted to go kind of touch base on some of the, you know, situations we've been in where, um, you know, we've seen clients make very large, huge, costly mistakes. Um, you know, it's cost them thousands and thousands of dollars. And this idea came because, you know, we are getting some uh, you know feedback from viewers um, that, you know, ha- they're telling us, like, hey, after I saw your show, I actually went back to my accountant or my tax tax guy. Uh, I had them review this or that. I asked them questions. Someone told me that they had them sit down for six hours with them to go over everything yet again. Um, so, you know, I'm very proud and I feel, you know, very happy that Pedro and I are putting content out there that's really helping you out. So this was the idea. We wanted to come back and bring as many of the stories that we have gone through and show you some of the mistakes that you can avoid. Yeah. Pedro, what's the, what is one of the things that's on your mind right now that we can start talking about?
1: Well, uh, you know, I, I, we were talking about, uh, you know, what can we, especially now that the, the official kind of uh, first uh, deadline for the taxes is over,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, mistakes that the most uh, taxpayers make that ends up costing uh, thousands. I mean, you know, and the, the things that sometimes they don't realize it. You know, in, in what happens and, and I'm going to share something with you is like what happens is that if you're receiving a refund, most, most, most uh, taxpayers do not question the return.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They say, hey, I got in a refund and they move on without realizing yeah. that probably the refund could have been larger. Wow. When it tends to to create a, a question mark and you start digging in is when you start owing. That's usually when prompt somebody. Sure. you know. You know, like that's what kind of the, the <laughs> come all over the place when you receive that tax return and all of a sudden you owe, I don't know, 10, 20000 you know, a number that is significant for you that you say, wow, you know, why do I owe so much? That's usually what happens, you know, but at the same time, people don't realize that, that they're overpaying because, uh, as we have said before, most of the tax preparers are just that, preparers. I'm not saying that they're bad preparers. Is that their, their function is to take the information that you provide as a, as a taxpayer and right. make sure that they're going in the right spot. Mm-hmm. So, again, nothing wrong, but that's what you're paying for. So, unless you pay somebody to be your advisor, planner, and then dig in into the numbers, so people that's one of the mistakes that people make is that they assume that a preparer is, is looking for all of my potential deductions. And that's not the case, you know what I mean? They're there is to prepare your return
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it gets uh, transmitted And in... So I, I summarized about 10 typical mistakes that people make that end up costing a substantial amount of money. And one is uh, the failure to to plan, you know what I mean? So yes. we know that planning is the key to beating the IRS legally. You know, that's that's how you, you in essence, enter the, into the, the battlefield and you go with a plan of action that's sure. how you're going to uh, come back uh, showing up uh, uh, for example now in 2022 april with a uh, box filled with uh, receipts is not going to help you and that's not tax planning you know what i mean that's an after yes. the fact uh, <laughs> situation and really very little can be done once that you cross that deadline of december 31st yes so once uh, that happened you know, there's not a whole lot that can be done so planning is going to be the key. So failure to plan is, is ends up costing individuals uh, a substantial amount of, uh, of money. And, and in reality, is not as expensive as some people think. Uh, planning, basically what it does is it's going to help you and, in, in, you know, consider, the, consider this, uh, you know, taxation for a lot of uh, entrepreneurs tends to be one of the largest expenses. You know, uh, if your Schedule C is not going to show on your on your profit and loss, but what happens is when you're on your tax return, it should be considered part, uh, a, an expense of operation. So when you look into that a taxation, a lot of times ends up being you a, a large uh, expense for a lot of the entrepreneurs. So I think it behooves all of the, the entrepreneurs to attack that area. You know, how can I reduce this expense, which is one of my largest expenses. Right. Because the way you're going to increase your cash flow is going to be from two main areas. One, I e- either increase my revenues or lower my expenses or a combination of both. A combination of both. Correct. You know what I mean? So Correct. now if taxation, for which again, for most enter- entrepreneurs is going to be the largest expense, it behooves uh, the, the entrepreneur to maximize that area because those, that, that area alone can significantly make a huge increase on, on your cash flow by reducing your taxes you know because instead of those dollars going out into the the unnecessarily you know what i mean i'm talking about excess right. taxation that you could yes. yes uh kept into your operation and therefore keep you uh a uh, not only competitive but to be able to take uh a, a big chunk of the market because you need again cash flow that's how you combat uh your 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 opponent or your your competitors <laughs>
0: yes absolutely yeah and so that's can what... give you an example here like this is mm-hmm. where you kind of can if you know your numbers and you're planning ahead yeah. so for example if you anticipate your you know sales are coming in really high and you're like okay i gotta spend some money here but so let's spend it in the right way correct uh correct. let's invest it in something so if you are considering let's say training your employees that's a that's going to have a bigger return so that it can actually help you in, you know uh diminishing your taxes because you're putting an expense that is a, that is a write off. But at the same time, by training your employees, you're actually helping your business bring in more, more, sure. uh, you know, more revenue. So those are the type of discussions that you, you should be having and planning ahead of time and not kind of wait <laughs> last minute. Yeah. Yeah. How much should I spend last minute on the, on December 31, 2020 X, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, like how, how much can I save?
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, yeah. Now, number two is uh, the wrong expectations. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, what happens in here is that a lot of people have this a notion of, uh, you know, and I understand it's almost like kind of a, a, a fear of the IRS. So when you talk to them about tax strategies, uh, they a lot of people get nervous, like, uh, you know, you potentially being too aggressive. You know what I mean? And I, and I tend to be somewhat aggressive in the approach. Now I will never go beyond of your comfort level, but Absolutely. if that deduction is available, I'm gonna make it a, uh, make you aware of that, and and at least uh, help you to maximize uh, your deductions. Now some people have the wrong expectation in the sense that they think that that those aggressive tax strategies will immediately be a red flag, and that's not the case. I mean you know the taking uh, aggressive approach is does not automatically. Actually, some people end up being audited. By taking conservative uh, approaches, mm-hmm. and simply because the numbers were reported incorrectly or somebody overlooked at the fact that the the cost of goods sold, uh, which you know is much higher than the year before, and, and that prompted a, a red flag. And you were conservative, but the the numbers uh, the the ratios were distorted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean and so right. being conservative is not a guarantee that you will you'll be under the radar so again the, the wrong expectation that you know Marie I don't you know I don't want to be audited nobody wants to be audited but uh, <laughs> if the law is is on your side you ought to maximize it and as long as you are documenting your approach you know if they audit they audit I mean uh, no big deal I mean uh, yeah nobody wants to be audited but uh, if you're taking the and you can document why you took that approach most of the time that the, even the IRS agents uh, and auditors will understand your approach and not to say that they will agree a hundred percent with you, but they understand that you took the, the the law as it is written and you interpreted those gray areas, obviously to your advantage.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And it's something we mentioned this, we've talked about, you know, the record keeping that we've, you know, this is an area we've covered where we went into details about why you should be, you know, documenting yeah. even your estimates. And so, uh, guys, I really recommend you go check out some of the information that we've covered on that because I don't want to stop Pedro from the list of the the major mistakes. I want to make sure yeah. we cover them all. <laughs> no,
1: but those are, those are good points, Marie. You know what I mean? The accounting, because, again, uh, people don't realize how how expensive that is when you try to be cheap on that side and then <laughs> end up costing you more. And I, I have seen, you know, I can share another day, uh, you know, horror stories of audits when uh, cheap uh, bookkeeping has been done. But uh, moving along, number three is the wrong entity. And again, a lot of people are, u- are not using the right entity for their business. Uh, you know, uh, As a simple scenario, uh, a sole proprietor that tends to have is profitable and not utilizing an S Corp as an option to minimize the, uh, the amount of, uh, that has been exposed to the social security and we have discussed this in prior episodes, so I don't, I'm not going to go into details about this, but in general is not utilizing the right entity. And in some cases, uh, again, depending on the size of the business and the, the complexity, you can have multiple entities, meaning you could have a, a, an S-Corp, you could have a C-Corp. And I have advised, and we have done a situation where we have created even a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And we can discuss that another day. But again, it's just maximizing the availability of tax entities to move because every time you create an entity, what you're doing is creating almost an extinction of yourself. You know, So now you have is instead of one taxpayer or two taxpayer, you move from sole proprietor to an S Corp uh, shareholder. Now you have two, two uh, taxpayer. Well, in the case of S Corp is actually a flow through, but then you, let's say you create a C Corp. And, and again, yeah. I'm not going to go why do this, but there's, there's reasons to also have a C Corp in some situations. Then now right. you have as a third entity where I can legally uh, maximize my deduction by utilizing the, the the different the different in essence the different buckets. Where right. Right. where house will be taxed will be taxed on the C corp. Some will be taxed on the individual. And again, uh, uh, for an, a discussion for another day, you can even have a nonprofit, which then you can also uh, have some some uh, situations that again we'll discuss another day. But again, right. bottom line is not utilizing the right entity. Uh, number four is retirement, and you and I have had discussions about this. Yes, <laughs> not the proper retirement account for your specific situation. One of the things I tend to see is this boilerplate advice that, that it, you know, an IRA in some cases might be enough, a, a traditional IRA. So no need to complicate yourself if that happens to you know to meet. But as you're growing, you might need something else. Now. You know, one that is depending on your circumstances. And I'll share briefly a situation of a, a, somebody that came to my office when receiving a t- tax notice of $90,000. And the reason was that the the taxpayer in this case did not know that when they opened a retirement account was a 401k. She had no idea. And she had no idea wow. that a 401k requires a 5500 another tax form. Well, she failed to, to send that tax form. Yes. 90,000 penalty. So, wow. yeah, that
0: now there was no cool. reason.
1: <laughs> I looked at this, a, there's no reason for such a small company to complicate their lives Right. For one k Now it, it's, a, it's a proper and, and the right uh, instrument for the right type of business. But for this business, they were not utilizing it to the maximum. So there was no reason to set up a 401 k a SEP would have been enough and simplify their lives. Yeah. Then you avoid all these unnecessary headaches.
0: Right. I think what they don't also mention maybe sometimes is the complication in like record keeping the audits that yeah. have to go through some of these retirement plans that a business owner creates. And then, you know, and it just gets really, really complicated. And if as a business or you're not very savvy on these things, it's better to keep it simple. Um, right. Yeah.
1: And then and, and also is the, the lack of communication between the, the taxpayers and their advisors. You know I mean? There has to be a communication between a financial advisor and uh, a your your tax preparer. Absolutely. You know, because another scenario that I will share, you know, some people don't realize, uh, you know, when, when you take money out of even, for example, a traditional IRA, mm-hmm. you took some money out, so you're going to already be penalized for that. You're gonna receive a penalty, especially if you if you missed the 60-day window. Let's assume that you missed it. Okay, so now you have this money, and your intention was to return it. Okay, so what happens is yeah, that that's now
0: loaning to yourself.
1: Exactly, but if you missed the deadline, you cannot return the full amount if it exe- exceeds the minimum of the maximum contribution for that tax year. So let's say, for example, you took uh, I don't know uh, ten thousand. Well, you cannot contribute ten thousand back. You know what I mean? After after you miss that deadline, because now you're gonna have a penalty for excess contribution. And again, some people don't realize that they go ahead, they missed it by a day, two days, and they say, okay, but here's the money, I put it back. Now they have a penalty. And and actually the advisor should not have allowed that to happen. The financial advisor should have said, listen, Marie, stop. You cannot send the money back. Or at least you need to be aware that if you put the ten thousand back, it exceeds your, your limit. Right. Talking so, okay. to your tax repair to at least warn you that there's a, a cost of excess contribution.
0: Right. So it has to be set up in a way where it's not going um, it, to, because I, I know that if it's actually like a loan, there's a special way that you can set it up to pay slowly, kind of, so <laughs> you yeah. pay yourself back. So I think that's something that needs to be communicated well between, you know, when, when the, the person yeah. is the I think the
1: are Yeah, I think you're talking more about a 401k. 401ks allow uh, borrowing against uh, the, that uh, account. Uh, but all of that needs to be well understood. I mean, yeah. that's the difference is being aware of what, what exactly and the consequences of missing, because even a, on a 401k, you miss uh, the repayment, there's penalties for that. So it's, it's being aware in, uh, of what can be done and not done. What are the cutoff uh, periods? So then I stay in, and don't, don't pay unnecessary taxes. Right. Number four. Five, uh, I think, uh, number five. uh,
0: uh, I'm tracking here. One, two, three, four, five. Yes. (laughs) Uh,
1: And this one is uh, not hiring uh, family members. Uh, oh, that's a big one
0: that's yeah, big one. yeah.
1: And, then, yes. you know, and I see it happening uh you know you have uh, you're starting to have your business your business uh, start making some good money you have a teenager around for example it doesn't have to be a teenager so you know but I'm using a teenager as an example. <laughs> but uh you having your teenager and then you most you know most of us uh, will start giving them money for, for whatever stipends uh for for whatever they do well why not hire them take a deduction and use those ta- you know those dollars uh, now that are already benefiting you as a deduction and right. then use those dollars to to pay for those uh, uh you know you name it I mean uh the the, the the summer camp uh you know mommy I need to you know want to <laughs> buy this buy that you know okay but then you work for it you know what I mean so in, at the same time mommy can also take an advantage of the deduction against uh, her taxable <laughs> income and now she's using is uh dollars that were already t- uh, um I'm spending before it's taxed. And this is something quickly I'm going to mention. There's a huge difference. Why, why the wealthy gets wealthier is because it, there is a difference between um, earning. The, the yeah. Most of the people earn, then they get taxed, and then they spend.
0: Right, right. That's the, correct. The
1: smart way is you earn, you spend, and then you tax. And then some people right. don't see the difference, but there's a huge difference because it's depending when you're taxed there's a huge mm-hmm. difference of how much taxes you pay and that movement alone right. makes a huge difference that's why i advise people that you know having a, a business even as an, and not as a full-time i mean you have to be actively involved but it doesn't have to be uh, you know where's your 40-hour week uh, type of business converting a, even a hobby into a business le- legitimately sure. converting something into a business can help you uh, convert some of those expenses that are being paid after tax converted in then now I'm I'm paying for them my phone. Some of the things are not covered by my employer. Now I can deduct them. And now those dollars are being spent prior to taxation and then lowering my, my taxes.
0: Absolutely. And then by hiring uh, your family members, you know yeah. you're you're basically passing on the wealth within the keeping the wealth within the, the family yeah. members, right? So yeah. um yeah it's no, I've done it for my son. I've, I've made him come here and good, work and help me out clean clean the tables or whatever it is. And yes. he's only, he, I mean, he's, like, he's eight now. So, um, and yeah. he'll do it and, and he'll enjoy coming to the office. It's just a different feeling. And uh, and they earn the money and the money goes right. into the bank. So,
1: right. no, <laughs> so and then, they also
0: get an understanding of how exactly. money goes, how it's earned right. and you teach them early on. So there's so many benefits other than just, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, tax mistakes.
1: <laughs> right, right. Uh, the number six is, uh, the, uh, healthcare strategies. You know, most other people understand that if you have, uh, uh for example, medical premiums, uh, most of the people are going to have to put it into a schedule A subject to the 7.5% of your AGI which is not the, the best uh, scenario because again, especially now that the uh, uh, standard deduction was increased, a lot of people are not able to right, you know, utilize right. those, those dollars. Now, if you're self-employed and you do this correctly, you can move that, that, uh, those premiums and move it into this uh, 1040 page one and use it to reduce your adjusted gross income, which is, is way better. But there's an area that gets uh, missed and that is your out-of-pocket expenses that are not now uh, necessarily covered by your insurance. And you know, something simple that can be done is a, a, a Section 105 uh, uh, medical reimbursement plan. You, and that can be done by any size of company. And what allows you to do is that it, you can now cover some of those expenses that are not covered by your insurance, uh, your co-pays. Uh, you can use it to pay uh, uh, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals, you, know, you go to your pharmacy and things like that that are not necessarily covered by your insurance. So, again, you're using the tax law to your side and be able then to uh, maximize uh, and reduce your taxes.
0: Those are very good,
1: very good. Yes, health area health area can get very complicated. And health is, a, you know, <laughs> it gets even more expensive. So I think it's something that behooves uh, everybody to look into if you have a small business and you have... Uh, uh, medical expenses, uh, especially high medical expenses, to look at how to reduce this. Uh, briefly, the, the la- I'm going to quickly run through this. The other one's home office. I mean, I, I think a lot of people uh, misunderstand it, do not use it properly. There's a great opportunities with home office. We have discussed this in the past, so I'm not going to go into detail. So look into home office uh, expenses. Uh, the next one is uh, 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 your automobile expenses. Again, another area that we have discussed, but again, it gets also overlooked. It does not get properly utilized. So a lot of people automatically use the, the standard mileage deduction, but if you, for example, you have a, a your you you drive not all cars spend the same amount of dollars per mile.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: if you have a heavy truck, most likely is that uh, your cost of fuel, especially right now, your cost of fuel oh God, is yes. substantially higher than somebody driving a, a Honda Accord. You know what I mean? So you have both individuals that both going to the tax repair, one and both are getting the standard deduction. I'm um, sorry, the standard mileage. But one of them, I can assure you, that is is getting the short end of the stick. You know what I mean? Yes. The one that is driving the heavy truck and uh, is most likely, if we were to use the actual expenses, would probably gotten a better deduction. But again, a lot of people don't don't ask don't don't go further, and they take it what, what is given to them it's obviously easier just give me your, your mileage and how many is your business how much is your personal blah 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 multiply by the rate uh, uh, right now is at 58.5 and here's your deduction and there's a a, a study that is issued by the um uh, by the AAA, and in 2021 they estimated that the uh, cost of driving uh, ranges between 53 and 83 uh 50, yeah something like that 53 and, and 83 dollars a mile but when they did that study, it was in twenty twenty one, and the gas of uh, uh, per gallon was around two something, two twenty, two thirty. So imagine right now when the, dollar, the 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 gallon is around four or, or over, how much would it cost you to per mile?
0: Oh yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I think that so the easiest way for them is to track their all the all the expenses and then come yeah. up with a, a scheduled plan and then the percentages apply to each and every trip. Uh, Yeah, closer closer, uh, to what the real, the real expenses and just taking the mileage.
1: Yeah. Uh, Number nine, meals and entertainment. Again, uh, I know we've discussed this before, so I'm not going to go into details. But again, meals and entertainment is still available. It should be used properly. You should not be having lunch with uh, your cousin, uh, Johnny, to talk about uh, the, the, you know, shopping or whatever. You should have business meetings. You know, those are deductible. Yes. Even if you're meeting with your cousin and you're talking to him or her about uh, your business or how he or she can help, I would turn the meeting, that lunch, into a business conversation and deduct it.
0: Yes. Yes. Even uh, and I believe also you can do that if you are, let's say, if you have specific meetings with your spouse, you go out and just talk yes. about the business, yeah. the business situation. That that specific, uh, you know date night could also
1: actually, you can, exactly. You can convert connect, a, a, a date night into a business a meeting, business
0: meeting yeah, because you are specifically talking about, you know, some right. of the business situations that you have and all that stuff. So
1: Correct.
0: Um, definitely it's a, it's a, it's a deduction.
1: Correct. And, uh, the, the biggest mistake and the most costly of all of them is not hiring us to do your tax planning. That's <laughs> the most costly.
0: I love
1: it. So, you go. Those are the ten mistakes. The ten. If you're not doing it with one. us, i even did to
0: expect
1: you to just throw that. Uh, but seriously, right. uh, you know, it, not, not all uh, tax preparers and even all tax planners are cut uh, the same way. You know what I mean? So that that's, you know, I think uh, you you can find out uh, if you if you don't plan, you're you're planning to fail. You know, what I mean, so planning is, is critical and I would highly suggest that, that you also contact us and at least take a quick look at your at your taxes for the last couple of years and see if we can do something better.
0: I love it. I love it. This was great. So um, uh, 10 biggest costly mistakes in taxes. I love it. Uh, you know, this is uh, definitely much needed. I know we kind of went through it really fast, guys, but we, we did cover them in different situations and prior uh, episodes in more detail. And actually, like, for example, the retirement account, we had like a whole episode on retirement. So this was like a, a short list of right. quick, quick things, you know, kind of a summary list. Um, just checking here the comments, you know, we got some uh, good mornings. So I just want to make sure that I'm responding to the good mornings. without my glasses sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean um you know to our listeners and our viewers as, as well like whenever you you have a question and you, you know there's something that you are unsure of you know feel free to send us um, you know a direct message or an email you know so that we can you know answer those questions we are always looking for information to give and um, so, and, you know, like we've said before, we don't, we don't script. We kind of come online and just talk about whatever. So and we, I do want to make this show to be more interactive in the future. So if you're watching us live, please go ahead and put in, put in in the chat, any questions you may have. So this can turn into a little bit more of an interactive live show versus yeah. like, you know, we just tell you a bunch of things and then you're like, okay, great. This great, great information, but it's always different when we get, Um, you know, live participation from our viewers, okay? Um, And I know it doesn't work maybe as much with the listeners because we're not live on the audio, but, uh, you know, you can still send us, um, you know, um, a DM, a direct message, and, um, you know, contact us through our website or Facebook or LinkedIn or YouTube, and we shall answer your questions. (laughs) Yep. Let me see if there's any other comments coming in. No, just good mornings. Well, good morning to you. Those are
1: good. I'll I'll take all the good mornings uh, I can get. Those are good.
0: (laughs) Okay, awesome. Um, So let's see. Um, We are looking for some guests. So, you know, just putting it out there. Um, So we're looking to to have more guests because I think last time when we had um, David on the show, Uh, It it was really accepted very well. And everybody was excited about having another guest on the show. So uh, and uh, so if you, you know, some of the ideas we have here is, you know, if you're in real estate and you have some some area of expertise that you want to bring to the attention of our audiences, um, you know, we'd love to talk to you. Um, if you are in crypto, <laughs> we want to talk to you as well. We could definitely cover some of the accounting and tax situations. And if you want to talk about the, the crypto side and, and what's going on there, we'd love to have that. And of course, uh, in the law as well, business law, and there's a lot of situations that happen where where lawyers and accountants are working together. So we want to bring that part of the conversation into the show as well. So. If you know someone that would be interested, make sure that they reach out to us, so we can have a uh, we can bring even better content to you all. So um, with that, I mean um, we are I think uh, very close to wrapping up. I know it might we may have gone through this show a little bit faster than usual. Uh, it was just a, a short list, um, but um, yeah, we want to make sure that we stay within um, you know the time that we have assigned. You know, thirty minutes is the max. Um, And that's because we want to be cognizant of all the business owners that are so busy running their business. So we've given you the key things. So if you want to talk to us about these 10 mistakes we talked about, make sure to reach out to Pedro or myself through social, uh, any other channels of email. We're on every social uh, uh, platform that you think of. And we have our websites up there as well. So feel free to reach out. Um, and with that, uh, we, I always leave you guys with a quote from motivational speaker, Jim Ron. You are the average of the five people you surround, you, you. spend most time with. I hope that we are two of the people that you are spending your time uh, with. Um, and thank you so much. Uh, until next week, have a wonderful day. <laughs> back.